Welcome to the Coastal Senior Oasis podcast. I'm Dee Daniels here alongside Chris Rolwitz. And, you know, Chris, we have had so many wonderful guests already on our first season here of the podcast, and it, it continues. Um, you continued to, to really make yourself just a resource in the coastal Georgia area. It's, it's so wonderful to get to meet all of these people, hear their expertise, and really shine a light on what they're doing because it all works together. That's right. Yeah, it's really exciting to kind of almost every week kind of meet new people and, and find out new ways in which they help our, our seniors and adult children in our communities. And then to be able to bring them here and kind of listen to their stories and hear kind of their background and, and what they bring to the table as far as, uh, you know, their excitement and, and zeal and passion for helping families. So that's, I mean, obviously what we're going to do today. Absolutely. Um, helping families, certainly the key word uh, with our guest, Denise Labonte with Baker McCullough Funeral Home and Cremation. And, you know, you may hear that and think, uh, oof, that's a conversation we don't all enjoy having. Uh, but Denise, welcome to the podcast. I know you're going to help us navigate this conversation. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is um, such an interesting time of year as we're all sort of, you know, reflecting and, and looking at where we've been, where we're going. And, um, you know, that that might mean being around uh, family and, and friends and having some interesting conversations. Uh, this is um, kind of a, a time of year, I think, where these conversations of life normally come up. And I, I don't know if you find that to be the case, Denise, but... They're hard, but they do come up at this at this time of year. Well, for several reasons, I believe. I mean, one, you're you're with typically people that you're close to. And so those conversations are more likely to happen. But also, you know, the holidays, as beautiful and festive as they are, are not for everyone. And, you know, unfortunately, people still lose loved ones during the time. And typically once you know, as you're experiencing that loss, you can't help but wonder, okay, what about me? What about, you know, what about my plans? And and how did this affect, you know, my family? And and how do I protect them? Yeah, I mean, this this obviously is a time we're probably coming into, we just finished Thanksgiving and get ready to come for, for Christmas. And, you know, sometimes we're like, okay, did we did we get through Thanksgiving with drama or no drama? Okay, we made it, right? And then now we're looking for the next holiday. But regardless, we've spent some time with family that maybe we've not spent time with family throughout the year. And and maybe it's it's kind of an awareness of, you know, the frailty of life and, and the shortness and brevity. But yet also, the nice thing is, is we're not at a loss for help and resources. And we're not at a, a place where we're having to make these decisions on our own. And that's kind of the one of the main reasons why we're excited about having you on our podcast today is... To be able to just say, you know, let's remove any kind of stigma or or uh, or hesitancy of having this conversation. Let's have frank and open and honest conversations and just know that there are people out there that are willing to help start the conversation, keep the conversation going and then help all the way through uh, all, all the way through the planning process. Denise, how did you even get into uh, doing this? I think that's always an interesting place to start. And, and why is it a passion for you? You know, ever since I was a tiny little girl, I've loved cemeteries and the tradition of not that I attended a lot of funerals as a child, but I felt that there was this beautiful just honor and and love and respect and history and tradition. And I was just in awe of it. 
in truly celebrating someone's life and the fact that they were here more than mourning that they're not. And in the cemeteries with the beautiful memorials and gardens, and it's just always been such a magical place to me. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you haven't been doing this your whole life. What were you doing before you got with, with, uh, started with Baker McCullough? For 25 plus years, I was a social worker. Wow. You know, really, really loved working with the families, advocating for children and adults with disabilities. But, you know, when I moved back to the Savannah area five years ago, I, I just really felt like I needed time to pursue a different passion. Yeah. So you kind of went back to that childhood memory of what did I enjoy when I was a kid, right? And then, I, well, I enjoyed kind of being around, you know, the 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 beautifulness and then the 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 honor and all those things that you had kind of mentioned. And is that kind of what drew you to? I really love and take pride in, in helping people and, and certainly helping people have conversations that are difficult to have and navigate a process that most people don't want to talk about or think about, but it's inevitable. You know, not talking about it doesn't make it easier on anyone. So I really you know, want people to have peace of mind, not be afraid of it and and not be overwhelmed by it because we can break it down step by step and and you can you can make these personal and important decisions. Yeah. And, and it's it's interesting because I, I was at a, a kind of a seminar y'all held at the Pirate's House here in Savannah a couple months ago. And, uh, you know, just the idea is these conversations are necessary to have kind of as soon as possible because you just never know if you're traveling away or moving here or going, you know, overseas or wherever you might be, death could come, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just one of those realities that we have. I mean, we've got situations where I'm not, I'm not really guaranteed the rest of today in a, in a sense, but yet do I have a plan in place, you know, to be able to pr uh, protect myself and my family? And so what I really appreciated, at least during that seminar, was, you know, Denise and, and her partner there were providing information that kind of covered a lot of various scenarios that just I didn't think about, you know. And so it was like, wow, I don't have that covered or I didn't think about what would happen if I'm in Texas visiting family and and uh, and then how would I get transported back or moved or, or everything like that. So, you know, one of the things that probably, and, and especially in my line of work, too, is people come by in my booth at at seminars and they're like, what do you do? And I give them the spiel, you know, and they're like, oh, not yet. Do you get the same kind of thing? Absolutely. Oh, not I'm not ready to die yet. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't want you to. I want you to be prepared and organized. It's, you know, when people say something like that, or I'm not ready, I don't want to talk about this. It's really, it's not just about you. It's about your family. It's about your loved ones. It's about the fact that when that time comes, they are going to be faced with literally hundreds of questions and decisions that they're going to have to, you know, answer at the drop of a hat. And, you know, you may know your father's mother's maiden name now, but when you're sitting in an arrangement room, if all of that has been laid out, all of that information has been gathered down to casket, flowers, services, songs, then you don't have to question and say, well, gosh, you know, would mom have wanted that? Is, is this the song or, you know, well, nothing is too good for dad. We're getting that $20,000 casket. You know, maybe dad didn't 
necessarily need or mm-hmm. want that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's emotional overspending. There's just emotional decisions. And no matter how great of a relationship you have with your loved ones and family, when you are in distress and emotional, not everybody agrees. Yeah. And, and it's also in a pretty short period of time too, right? I mean, the the there's there's a clock kind of going as far as when decisions need to be made and, and when um, viewings and the, 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 the reception and the ceremony and all of those events have to happen. There's usually a kind of a time crunch. And, and, you know, you went from not even on your radar to now having to make those decisions kind of post haste, kind of rather quickly. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I know, Denise, that you are very good about is, is handing out these, these books with, yeah. and I want to talk about those um, because this is kind of the step-by-step process mm-hmm. to answer the questions before you're in that setting. Exactly. So this is called a personal wishes organizer. It's 18 pages and it really details every aspect of, you know, what you would want in a service, what you would want after the service, the cemetery, uh, um, celebration of life, flowers, but not only that, also where can I find banking documents, insurance documents, who needs to be notified? And it's something that I'd be happy, you know, I walk people through and, and help because it can be overwhelming. But really, when you complete this book and you assign it, you know, at my time of need, this is, you know, dear, I want you to know where to get it. You know, that is the equivalent of walking hand in hand with your loved one into the funeral home with everything laid out. Mm -hmm. And, and it is a gift. Yeah. So let's say a listener is listening and they're like, you know, I've, I've, you know, delayed this conversation long enough. And they're like, you know what, Denise sounds like somebody I'd like to talk to. So what do they do? Do they just come by or do they need to schedule an appointment or how, how do they even start the conversation? I would recommend give me a call anytime. Um, I do not expect, you know, nine to five hours. Right. People work. They have commitments. I'm available to, you know, meet in your home or at our funeral home, wherever you're most comfortable, because we're going to spend about two hours together because we are going to really navigate the process and and answer questions. And you're going to walk away probably a little overwhelmed because it's a lot of information, but with a much clearer sense of what to expect and relief. Yeah. So, you know, as you've had folks come by and and you've gone through some of the pre-planning and kind of those discussions and gone through the workbook, what are, what are some of the common kind of first questions people have when they kind of meet you? Are they like, do I, do I have to pick a cemetery now or do I have to do this? Or what's kind of some of the main things that you see kind of most often asked by, by families that come to you? I think a, a huge question is yeah. payment. Yeah. How does this work? Yeah. And, um, you know, it is not legal in the state of Georgia for a funeral home to accept funds on behalf of services that haven't been rendered. And that is to protect the consumer. You know, you yeah. plan ahead for 20, 30 years from now you can't necessarily guarantee what's going to happen. At Baker McCullough, we use an insurance company as the vehicle, and it is a funeral burial policy with the beneficiary being the funeral home. A couple things to keep in mind with this, if you were to move out of Savannah, that policy is transferable to any funeral home in the country. 
The other piece that is important is that when you are enrolling in this, you know, your policy, your plan is specifically created based on your needs and wishes, you know, ex down to every detail. I mean, if you, if, if you want hors d'oeuvres or a champagne toast or, I mean, you can, anything you want, you know, because this is your day and, and it's about what's important to you. And, and so we really, the majority of items, you know, services and um, things like a casket or a vault, they're locked in that day. Every 10 years on average, um, services, a funeral will double in price. Wow. So um, by planning ahead and, and making arrangements, you're, you're not only getting your house in order, but you are really making arrangements for something that is inevitable mm -hmm. and that is only going to go up. It's it's interesting. Um, you were talking earlier, Denise, about uh, emotional decisions during these time frames. And um, I for those of us who have, have walked through losing a loved one and that that decision making process that happens right after um, that can be so just daunting. The whole situation is obviously very emotional and there's so much going on. But when my grandfather passed, I, I remember watching, you know, my mom and her sister and uh, my grandmother sort of trying to make some decisions, even though there was some pre-plan that had happened. There's still decisions that happen, you know, as you go. And the emotionality around that, you know, you you find yourself in that moment. You don't even want to be making decisions. Exactly. You don't want to be. And so then you know, for there to be a confusing piece of like, gosh, I wish, you know, afterwards you think, gosh, I wish we would have thought about this sooner or talked about this earlier. That's a very real thing that most people have in that moment. I wish we would have talked about it earlier. And I'm sure you've probably heard that many times. Absolutely. You know, because people do become overwhelmed. And in, in when I'm meeting with someone, we're planning ahead. And it's still emotional because mm. you're still talking about your funeral. But but at least you have time to take those things into consideration. And when you are on the spot and, and absolutely it's overwhelming. And this is why I really encourage people in those times, you want to just feel what you're feeling and grieve. Yeah. And the person you love that you've lost deserves that. That's, that's a, it's an important thing to have. I mean, we're almost caught between a time frame of no, not yet. And I wish I would have. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're kind of mm -hmm. caught in the middle of that. Right. Where we're trying to come in, at least in the role that I do is, is help them with placement to good senior living care. And you're trying to provide that same kind of future kind of preparations. And yet we're caught between two mindsets of I'm not ready yet or, oh, my goodness, I, I wish I would have. You know, and so we're trying to navigate this undetermined, right, period of time frame that could last years, months, or decades. And yet we're trying to come in and, and give them some ability to have peace of mind because they've set those things out. Now, as you've gone through some of the planning process and you've kind of seen the, the planning and then the, the day of honor and then kind of the post-counseling and support with, with the families, uh, have you... Have, have you had some 
you know, do you have some stories, at least of some very positive experiences where they've just really kind of appreciated the pre-planning process? Oh, very, very much so. And and that's something I'd really kind of like to mention is that pre-arrangement, pre-planning, really, really like when we talk about that, we're looking at five, 10, you know, 20 years down the road. I, I do meet with a lot of people that are, they call and say, okay, I, I want to prearrange or pre-plan, you know, I, I have stage four this or that. And, and that's okay. I am happy to navigate that with you mm-hmm. um, because any time is better than not at all. Right. But that's not necessarily pre-planning, right. you know. Um, either way, whatever you can do to you know, make sure that your wishes are documented, whether you choose to pay, you know, in advance or not. I mean, that's your personal decision, but no matter what, document it. And, you know, document all, you know, the the personal wishes organizer walks you through and, and will ask you, you know, who do you want your pallbearers to be? Who do you, you know, what music do you want? Do you want an organist or do you want a video playing with your life highlights? You know, it will ask you what verses, what prayers, you know. And and the other piece of it is I can navigate you from um, everything from the service to memorialization and aftercare. Because aftercare is just as important. So, you know, I think a lot of times when someone has lost someone, and most people can kind of relate, is after the service, after the ceremony, you know, you run into them a month later. How how you doing? Well, really, how do you think they're doing? There's still healing to be done. That That's such an important piece, that aftercare. I, I mean, how many times have we heard someone say, um, you know, it was it was pretty powerful and I felt very... Um, not alone mm-hmm. <laughs> when, you know, during the service and after, right after, and we had family bringing food and doing these things, but then the next week, <laughs> you right. know, everyone it goes was back to their, just their work night and, their and day the next week, you know, that, that is a very, very real thing and sounds very common to me. I think it is for so many people. And, and you know, if you have a strong support network, that's amazing. A lot of people have great networks, but they're not here, mm-hmm. local, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's just the nature of society. And, you know, so I follow up with families, you know, that we have had the honor of serving. And, you know, just check in. I have resources. How are you doing? Is there anything I can, you know, help you navigate on this part? One of the things I like about the 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 book with the questions and all, too, is – if you are, if your family member, are, you know, or you are in a position where you're like, you know, I really don't know what I would like. Yeah. It, it sort of directs you in a way where it gives you all of the options. So you can sort of think maybe I would like this kind of service or I would like for this sort of feel, um, you know, asking about the video and the music and things of that nature. It's, you know, a lot of people come to it and are like, well, I've never really even thought about that because I don't like to think about it. So I don't know what I would like, but this really sets it up in a scenario type of way so that you can 
can really make some some choices. Absolutely. You know, I mean, a big part of this is educating mm. because I completely understand that most people I speak with and meet with do not do this every day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's really important that how can you know what you want if you don't know what your options are? Yeah. And there are a lot of options. And, you know, that's where I will walk you through each one for you to decide what is the best one for you. Yeah. And one of the things I also like about the the planning worksheet is, you know, sometimes it, it, it asks you to document things that you just, you know, like I pay some bills, my wife pays some bills. She does it on her iPad. I don't know how to log into her iPad. You know, we're not as as paper-based anymore. And so some of the information is digital mm-hmm. and it might be password protected. And just even thinking, wow, this is something I should probably document and record that, hey, if, if, if I pass away, you know, these are how you get to the insurance policies or this is how you get, you know, to, I mean, as a military member, my spouse has as much need to my DD form 214 as, as I do, mm-hmm. you know, and so those are critical for uh, pieces of information for her to have. And so I, I remember when I left your office, when, when, uh, when I stopped by to visit with you, and I, I was, I called my wife immediately on the, on the ride home. And I'm like, how do you log into your iPad? <laughs> you know, how, how do you know, and by the way, do you know my code to get in? And because she doesn't, you know, she can't use my finger or my face. You right. Know? So it was like, what's my passcode? And she's told me and I'm like, okay, you've always known how to get in my phone. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how to get into yours, you know? Uh, but the other thing too is, is it's not all about the, the ceremony and the celebration. Uh, there's a, there's a couple pages in here where it says like, for example, I love the, the life experience page. Right. And that's one of the ones where I started thinking about, wow, have I, I mean, my kids know about my childhood. My kids know about things that I've gone. But one of the questions here is my proudest family moment. Like, wow, I don't think I've ever really identified what that one kind of crowning achievement is. But yet I get to kind of record it or at least maybe not right there in front of you or during the arrangement, pre-arrangement process, but to to think about it and maybe put pen to paper later just something to, to again like you were saying d is just kind of prod your thinking and go do i want a video you know do do i want my casket on a on a on a boat going down and somebody with a flaming arrow shoot <laughs> right. and do it and, or do kind of darth vader on me yeah or, right or or how else does it need to go and and you know those are things that we just need to have a, a good conversation because i've seen families split over the song or, or over the pallbearers and things like that. But being able to then have, well, this is what dad wanted because this is what dad wrote down. Mm, you know, yeah. that's very powerful to honor honor in the celebration the wishes that he had said uh, he wants for that particular celebration. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it just, it makes it such a much smoother transition through you know, a really painful and emotional time. Yeah. So... Having it written down, having it documented, you know, is just priceless. It's so important. It it takes away the second guessing. Mm -hmm. That is one thing I hear a lot of people saying, you know, my aunt didn't pre-plan. My grandmother, you know, didn't. And so my mom really had to, you know, really kind of racked her head. Like, is this what she would have wanted? Is this the right thing? And you know, it's just, it should be what you want. It is your last hurrah. 
Yeah. You know, like it, it's about you and, and you have a life, you've led a life and, and it should be how you choose to move on after the fact, you know, should be up to you and how you want to be celebrated and remembered. I think, too, uh, you know, this this kind of pre-planning is also important for those who want to bring their culture and their background into uh, what's going to happen in the service or what's going to happen afterwards, you know, how the family and friends will be experiencing this moment. Right. And, and so I think about a lot of people that have come from different backgrounds and, um, you know, different cultures, and that's so important to them and, and being able to talk about all that ahead of time so that that can be honored, I I'm sure is quite a big deal. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I encourage people, you know, depending on how they feel about it, but I, I let them know, you know, if you have attire that you would like to, you know, be wearing at that time, I will, I will gather that and, you know, we will have that here. That's one less thing you have to think about or worry mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. There are just so many pieces that it, it's hard to comprehend everything you're going to need to know. And, and there's really like so many options to personalize. I've been to services where, you know, you could clearly tell that maybe the clergy had never met this person or, you know, who was speaking. It's not that they didn't do a good job, but it they didn't know. Mm -hmm. And it's just very important to, if you don't write those things down, what you, you know, what's important to you and what you cherish and value and, and want, yeah. then it's going to be a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming if we're looking five, 10, 15 years out in that prearrangement kind of time frame you mentioned, you at least allow for a chance to change your mind, right? I can come back and say, you know, I, I wanted this song, but maybe I want this song instead. Or we talked as a family and it's been a couple months later and they can come back and, hey, can we make some changes to this? Is that something that you see a lot? Absolutely. Um, in fact, this afternoon I'm meeting with someone just to kind of review, mm. you oh, know, wow. it's been a few years and let's just see what we have. Is this still what we want? And, you know, did we miss anything? And that's okay. Yeah. You know, I encourage that. The other piece is um, I provide a, an envelope that has, you know, last updated on. Mm. So because even for your, your own personal wishes organizer, you're, you know, you're probably going to update it every couple of years and say, well, Maybe I don't want Nancy to, you know, read <laughs> yeah. for me now. Right. But, um, right. but you know, it's just, it, it's fluid. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I've had, you know, people say, well, you know, initially I was going to go in this direction, but now I, you know, I, I want to be in this cemetery or, or that. That's okay. Let, let's just, you know, record it, document it and plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, Chris, one of the things we talk about a lot on this podcast is, you know, being a part of everyone's uh, point just at some point in their journey. And, yeah. and, you know, I think that's so interesting that it's we all have that emotional piece at each point. Right. And to know how to navigate it or to know an expert to help you navigate it is, is just priceless. And I feel like you talk with families all the time, Chris, regarding 
what happens after this and then after this and then after this. Right. And so this, these kinds of conversations are a part of the conversations that you're having. Yeah, absolutely. And I insert those conversations too. And I, you know, have you considered, have you, mm. have you discussed? I mean, you know, now that we're finally at a point, especially at least if they're calling me, we've at least kind of almost had a, a family council to say, okay, mom is not, um, you know, able to stay at home any longer. We need to find really good quality care that's going to have good staff to support her. Those conversations, you know, if you're already having those conversations and you're already kind of joined together as a family unit, have you considered this conversation? I mean, this is a conversation that you you need to have anyway. And so it is nice to be able to to have, at least from this podcast, have an estate planner that can help you navigate the financial and, and legal aspects of it. And Denise, having you on to, to be able to share how to prepare for really the, the culmination and the celebration of life that we have uh, through Baker McCollum, and then to, to then have those navigation changes with Medicare and all the other things that we've had. But, you know, what we're trying to do here is just help you say, look, this isn't a conversation apparently Western culture likes to have. It's it. We need to normalize it, mm -hmm. right? We need to definitely make this something that is not secretive or quiet. But this is something that says, "Dad, I want to want to honor you in this." How can we best make this as you know as jam up and as exciting as as your life has been? Mm -hmm. Right? Let's mm -hmm. bring that same element into the planning process to make sure on that day that we get to just sit. And talk and sing and rejoice in the life lived, not in the decisions that we had to make in the last couple of hours, right? Or a couple of days. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I love the way uh, you put it at the, on the front of this book. It says all of that. You know, a life lived is a life worth remembering. Um, and it's so, so true. And I know a lot of our listeners are probably wondering, okay, how can I get a hold of that book? Um, because it's such a great conversation starter. Um, and it really is something you could you could sort of sit down with your loved one and and learn so much uh, that you might not have talked about. You're talking yeah. about, like you said, Chris, with the, the proudest family moment yeah. and things of that nature. Um, how can people get get a hold of the book? So I am happy to personally deliver it. I can meet you in your home or you're welcome to come, you know, to Baker McCullough, either location. Give me a call and we'll set up a time because. I, I'll tell you what, I don't mail them mm -hmm. because there's a lot of information in there to review and it can be overwhelming and people will tend to shut down and kind of just say, you know what, I don't want to do this now. Right. So, um, so I really like to kind of help guide yeah. through it. So please give me a call. Yeah, we'll have those on the show notes, we'll right? We'll put all the yeah. all the information there in the episode notes. And you were mentioning um, Baker McCullough has two locations, correct? Correct. We have a location in Garden City. And we also have a location um, in Savannah on Hodgson Memorial Drive. And I am happy to meet at either location, whichever is, you know, most convenient. And, um, you know, or in your home, whatever time works. I encourage you, you know, to have loved ones, you know, your loved one, your partner with you, um, just if you are comfortable with that, because it's it's an important conversation to have. And you'll find that after we review a lot of the information, you're going to continue to kind of explore it and more questions are going to come up. And, and I encourage that and you know, email me, call me, text me, however, smoke signals, um, you know, just, 
but but I want to encourage the conversation. I, I want to take that fear out of this. Yeah, and I just I want to just kind of also reiterate the fact that you know Denise is also very active with our Greater Savannah Coalition on Aging, right? So she's there. Her passion to be uh, with seniors and their adult children is is evident just wherever she goes and the smile on her face. And so you know this is one of those conversations that you know, should not be delayed, right? Mm-hmm. It should be something that you have. And and the nice thing is, is you're not making a decision that's carved, etched in stone that you have to then abide by. This is one you can evolve. And it is, like you said, fluid that you can have some adjustments and changes to reflect maybe changes in the family dynamics or where the family lives or who who are new best friends, right? That you want to have involved. And you can you can kind of edit and adjust and grow with it as you get closer and closer to that day of celebration. Yeah. Uh, You know, Denise, I remember when I was growing up, I I lived right uh, behind a funeral home and uh, my grandfather was clergy and, and he would be a part of a lot of the services there. And I remember the, the, the people that worked at the funeral home were some of the sweetest, nicest, most helpful people. And they had this demeanor about them that would help you navigate any moment, whether you were coming in as a visitor, a friend, a loved one, someone who was planning something, someone who had been through something traumatic, didn't matter what it was. And I get that same sense from you, Denise, that I feel like is just, it is, there is a, uh, just a comfort that yeah. comes along, you know, with knowing that there's someone in your path that can guide you through wherever you are in that process, no matter the age. Oh, it, it certainly does not discriminate in any way, age, yeah. anything. Um, I will say that I work with some incredible professionals that or have been a part of the community for their entire lives or, you know, even if they are transplants, they, they're very active and, and just really, it's an honor to be surrounded by people that genuinely, you know, have everybody's best interest at heart and, and just want it to be as meaningful and, and what the family wants. Intentional, right? Purposeful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Those are key words, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, Denise, thank you for sharing your expertise here. Uh, BakerMcCullough.com is uh, the website there. And of course, you can stop by and see Denise and give her a call and get a hold of this book, because I think that's going to be such a great guide um, to having these conversations uh, with your loved ones. And it's it's an important conversation. All of these conversations are important. They are. are. We don't have some of the easiest conversations on our our podcast. But I mean, the, the idea is to to demystify this yeah. is a great conversation that's right you know it's it's a conversation that you can say listen when when it's my day and and no one else gets to argue about it right it is my day and it's celebratory i kind of want this to happen and don't worry about it because i've provided all the information and you know what you get to just come and and celebrate with me that's yeah. right that's right denise thank you yeah. for, thank for being you. a part of the podcast and certainly being a part of this community and, and sharing your talents and gifts with the community thank you so much for having me it's been an honor and i i absolutely look forward to assisting anyone you know that reaches out so thank you 
Awesome. Chris, once again, uh, another yeah. great guest. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, it. and and uh, how many times have we had these conversations with family members where we're like, ah, I know we should be talking about this, but uh, I don't want to. Um, you know, we're all having it. We're all in those in those boats at some moment. Um, but to know the people at least that you can reach out to and say, okay, I'm going to have this conversation. Yeah. Can you help me? <laughs> yeah. People you can trust and feel yeah. comfortable with yeah. and, and then be able to have that ongoing relationship with for years to come. It's absolutely incredible. So you can connect with us online at oasisseniouradvisors.com slash Savannah Hilton head, or obviously call the number 912-513-8734 with any questions that you might have wherever you are on your journey. Also on this podcast, we're very excited to be partnering with many healthcare providers in the area. When your senior patients require viable options and really just trusted guidance to navigate all of their decisions, Oasis Senior Advisors is your trusted partner for finding safe, appropriate, and effective solutions. Reach out to Chris Rollwitz, 912-513-8734. You can also message us on Instagram, Coastal Senior Oasis. Thank you for listening to the Coastal Senior Oasis podcast. <music>